Welcome back to System and Trivia, the podcast where we can't think of opening lines. This is Brent. I'm Bob Barker. And I'm Jay Don. Just a short note, during the pre-meeting, I thought for sure, like I was 100% convinced that Jay Don, the real Jay Don, not Peyton Jay Don, was gonna say that he's a, a what did I say, a dick yeller? A dick yeller, yeah. Right? Get that. yeah. It's, he's a dick gazer. It's like a shoe gazer, but like their dick is that the guy that walks around looking and he's like peering at your crotch no no his own crotch oh. like he, he lifts his waistband and just walks around just looking at his own his own dick so he, he done he, he, he I don't know you tell us Jathan yeah why are you doing, doing that? that I think you I think are. you do no do you I would tell you if I was doing that at it? if it needs a yelling at <laughs> oh my god if it needs a yelling so before before we continue with our bands, I just wanted to quick mention that tonight we're going to be talking about troubleshooting. Specifically, I'm going to talk about troubleshooting as a sage. But okay, go on. That is a tough one. That is There's a never tough enough one. V's. I, I like troubleshooting as a sage because these? it's so annoying. V's. V's. Oh, V's. Victors. Victors. V's is a victors. Well, we'll talk about it during the topic, but I I think well, you're sure. correct about that because I well I usually get what I need from that. So. How many bees does it take? Well, it depends on what you troubleshoot. Uh-huh. Well, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. You gotta, you gotta hold, on, yes. hold on to your pants. Don't drop them. Hold on. To, don't put your pants at your ankles. Don't okay? this go is not ankle. chasing waterfalls. Don't go Please chasing waterfalls. stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used and, to. And exactly. I know you're going to have it your way or nothing at all. <laughs> we're getting but pretty I think close you're moving to too because fast. We're getting, Burger King. We're getting pretty close to copyright territory. <laughs> 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 True. Should I start singing Happy Birthday now? I mean, come on. <laughs> That's public domain now, actually. Is it? Yeah, the copyright expired. Yeah. Interesting. It just happened like last year. Oh, well, Mickey Mouse and all those others are going to become public domain here uh, this year, too, I believe. I think Disney keeps renewing it. So, no, the. Uh, are you oh, the sure? original. Yeah, I thought so. The I think the original like Steamboat Willie is going to become public domain or whatever. Oh, maybe. I think. Probably not well, if Disney is. I can look it up, it, but we'll see. Remains to be seen. Hopefully, Disney needs to. I'm not going to continue that thought. I'm going to make a lot of people mad. So they actually ran out of appeals or whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they ran oh, out oh, of the ability to extend it. Yep. Oh. Yeah, as of January 1st, 2019, every book, film, and song published in 1923 will enter the public domain when the terms of the revised Copyright Act expire for the first time in 40 years. About so that's going to be, what, 2023? Yeah, it, it is. It really does. Like, I'm okay with, like, okay, well, anyway, whatever. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, getting off right. topic again, I think, but... That's fine. We're, we're banting. We're having bants. We're bants. We're giving them bants. That's right. All about the bants. Oh, I should mute my phone. All right. Did you guys remember to mute your phones? My phone is always yes. muted. Yeah, I just leave mine on mute now. What, like no, honestly? The, yeah. Yeah, like the second best part of my new job is that they don't call me. Mm. Hmm. That's actually fantastic. I mean, I... That's fantastic, Jathan. I can't tell you how much happier I am without having to deal with on-call, waking up at Ugh. midnight or 2.30 to realize that somebody just doesn't know how to put their password in properly, you know? Well, I never got called for that, and if I did, I probably would have fucking... What? What would you What, what would you have done, Jay Cheered? I laughed? Mean, I either would have... Punched them? Quit, or I would have <laughs> stopped using passwords or something. Stopped using... Using passwords. passwords. Yep, just log in. Type your username, no password. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Jathan, I have my doubts as to how effective that would be. I don't care about your feelings. I, this isn't a feeling. This is a strong speculation. This is, this is learned experience leading to a conclusion that that yeah. would be a very bad idea. No passwords well, is, is, generally speaking, uh, not a good thing. You know what else is bad when you don't sleep all night? Eh, that we well, I get pretty damn I, I mean, mad. So let me ask you this question, Jayton. Were you given the opportunity to come in later because you worked overnight? Or was it just suck it up and get in here? Suck it up, buttercup? Sometimes I was afforded the opportunity. 
Why but do you build me up, Buttercup? It was not just to let you know. <laughs> always like that. Other times it was just Bro. like, you know, like if I had a meeting and I had a uh-huh. lot of meetings in the mornings, there was no getting out of that and I had to be at work for them. That's so it was lame. like, yeah. That I feel sucks. like meetings in general just need to go away. Like 90% of them. And it's the same thing like, oh, leave early tomorrow. Oh, okay, that's great. Except tomorrow at two o'clock, something's going to break and it's going to take four hours to fix and I'm going to be here late. Like I never. You never what? There was no amount of comp time that ever would have made up for that. Were you the only one that could do that, or you were the only one that was willing to do that? I think he said he didn't do it. I, there were more than one person who could do that. There were more than one person who were willing to do that, or there was, but Mm -hmm. it was more than two people could handle. Mm. Really, that's the truth. Like, the team that was there, we all could have worked like 60-hour weeks every week. And we would still be behind. I see. I understand. Well, I just wish that you, you know, had been able to be assertive and be like, look, I can't be the only one answering this phone call, you know? Oh, I got to that point. But the problem was, but you already was one of those things like, point. well, yeah, but also it was, it's like one of those things like, do I just fix it now or does it get worse? And by tomorrow I have a bigger problem. I hear that. I hear that. The nice you know, thing like, is, oh, a disc, uh, a disc failed tonight. Yeah. You know, this is not the best example, but a disc failed tonight. I could go change it right now or by tomorrow morning, three will have failed. And if they're in the same, you know, VDEV, I'm going to have a real problem. So you might as well go fix why it tonight. Are you, why then, are you, you know. having three discs fail? Well, that's that. You probably bought them all in the same lot or whatever, same sort of run. I don't know, man. I don't know either. The nice thing about my job is that I can't work past six unless I get special permission. So that's pretty great, honestly. Mm. How? We have a contract that stipulates. It stipulates we can't work past six. It's called federal employment law. I mean, like, Mm. I can can say, you know. Well, no, it does. You're still required to get, you know, you don't get to work overtime just because you're salary. That's not how that works. Kind of. No, it's not. You have to be well, it also depends on the state. You have to there be are exemptions and non-exempt employees. Sure. But in a lot of states, if you're salaried, they can work you 50 or 60 hours a week continuously. And there's no law against Guys, that. what are you drinking? I have Miller Lite because Too I'm much. annoyed at Jathan, and he won't stop talking about annoying, terrible things. So I get to go first, and I have Miller Lite. Yeah, Jathan's been on a roll of terrible things today. I, I had a shit day, and I'm pissed off. I am drinking a Guinness Baltimore Blonde. Baltimore blonde. Yeah. Disgusting. When you find a it's not as good as regular Florida Guinness. red, let me know, okay? Yeah. I like the red. Oh, heads. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. You're talking about women. No, I was talking about beer. <laughs> uh, but yes, say, oh, women. Okay. I see. Yeah, it's not as good as regular Guinness because yeah. I like the heavier beers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's you like it's to all eat right. your you like to eat your beer. Yes. Yeah, do. it's a meal for you. Oh, especially like the the double stouts from Guinness. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, so good. They're really Does hard it make to find you like turgid, meaty. I would not maybe go that far. Do you get a little? Do you get a little stiffy there when you when you drink a no. nice stout beer? No, I'm feeling. If Jathan had given his his uh, his drink, I could segue right into our tip, but he didn't. Yeah, Jathan, what's your tip? Drink. Jesus. Jaython, what's your drink? Uh, I mean, did I say what? It, what's his, did I ask him what his tip was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. Jaython, what's your drink? You did. Uh, I'm drinking Michelob Ultra. Okay, so you call Guinness trash. Beer. He's and drinking you're shitty drinking beer. Michelob Ultra. Isn't that even like that's not even like real beer? It's like the fake beer, right? That's like someone pissed into a beer after drinking. Yeah, it's a it's, beer. it's they pissed into a glass of cold water. urine. It's, I'm on a diet now. No excuse, Jaython. You didn't give me any quarter, so I'm not giving you. He he drinks terrible whiskey, terrible beer. What are we gonna do with this guy? Come know, on, Jay-thon, man. Jathan, 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 you're breaking my heart. Hey, Jathan. Hey, Jathan. Hey, Jathan. Are you ready what? for my tip? I guess. I hope it's not shitty. I hope you're not shitty. What the fuck, man? All right. So here's my tip tonight, mm-hmm. and actually, I would like to just spend about. Two or three minutes discussing the topic of my tip. And basically that is when you're operating on a system 
and you don't mm -hmm. know what the command that has been run in, and you want to verify that you're in that screen, what do you do to verify that you're in that screen? What command or keys do you press? Wait, what do you, like, GNU screen? What do you mean? Yeah, like your terminal, like you're, maybe you're in a KVM, you're not sure which screen you're on. Oh, oh, like which, you, like which host you're connected to, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, on a lot of things. And actually, also, to tag onto that, how do you set up some way to differentiate between hosts? Like, say there's a production host that you don't want to do anything on, but you have a test host that you do everything on. So how would you di and, and differentiate between those two? I, I, know, I know ideally, what I, I, I want to hear you guys take it. The host name command. Right. Or if I know if I'm okay. in an environment where it's like all system DNF, I just run hostname CTL. Okay. It's basically the same thing, but a lot of them have hostname bound anyways to an analog. So I do that. There is a way of editing the bash profile for all users mm -hmm. that will display the entire host name, the entire fully qualified domain name as the string. If you've got two hosts that have the same host name, then I usually check the IP address. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. IPA. What about you, Jaytan? I was going to say, you know, as long as you have properly set host names and stuff, that's what I would do too. I also, I always have host name in my prompt and bash. The other thing is... I do that as well. We do that as well, too. You know, if you use salt, for example... Oh, my God. And you set Etsy salt minion ID, you could always cat that file. Could, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you not know. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, especially if you, like, clone a VM or something, you probably do have a duplicate host name, but if yeah. you add them both to configuration management for testing, you have to differentiate them somehow, so... Right. That's just like, that would be a, an idea for a second source of verification. Mm -hmm. But yeah, also, especially like, not so much at my job now, but because we use the cloud, but at my old job, I basically had so many IP addresses memory, memorized, I could just look at the IP address of a box and be like, oh, this is, you know, yeah. XYZ. That's getting away from what I was trying to talk about, but that makes sense. I mean, and at some point when you learn... Like you'll I guess know you could also technically what. trace route it if you have enough variants, like you've got yeah. global, like a different global data center. Why? What, we what, were... What's your, what's your tip? Oh, well, I was, uh, I had talked about this briefly in Discord. I, I'd asked how people do things, and they said, don't hit enter, which, of course, oh, is not a good right. thing to do if you're in a terminal screen and someone's entered command, and you hit enter, you're going to run that command. So I was trying to come up with a good way of verifying the screen you're in or, or potentially even waking up a screen that you're in. If, we're, if I'm in VMware, I'll hit F2 to oh. click on the console. Oh, oh, I see. I thought you were trying to figure out like which computer, not like avoid running a command if it if the display goes to sleep or something, like with a, yeah. with a crash yeah. card. I, yeah. Oh! Yeah. Wait, what? You do Control-D. Yeah. Well... And you don't necessarily log you want out. to do Control D because that might log you out of the system you're in. Well, yeah, but you probably I, shouldn't be a single key press like ASD or something like that. You know, I like to yeah. do that. Spacebar works too. Print although, screen. Print screen. And so my my whole point of this was to get ideas from you guys mm -hmm. to contribute to the tip to you know have other people because one person saying oh just hit this key doesn't always work for other people. So right, oh, right, right. You know, I see. Um, and then for I, differentiation, we use green text for some systems, and mm -hmm. then we have some have flashing indicators for the particular system type that it is. Oh, that would drive me nuts. But that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. It also, I feel like it's dependent on the terminal emulator you're connecting with. Yeah, we all have... No, every everything ANSI and up should be able to do that. Those are all ANSI yeah. control sequences. Yeah, but anyway, so like, that's my tip. So yeah. if you're if you're looking at a screen that's blacked out and you need to wake it up, you know you can hit F two or maybe type ASD or or something similar to that, or hit print screen. Spacebar is useful, but don't hit enter because enter is bad. You might run a command that you yeah, aren't supposed I would to. I always just mash space. And also log out of that shit when you're done because I don't want to come back afterwards and see you logged in still. The arrow. Like, the cursor keys Arrow key, yeah. might be the yep, best yep, way of yep. doing that, I think. Because then you're not accidentally entering any input. Correct. And if it's, like, something like IF top, you can change settings just by hitting, like, a That's true. S, That's true. You know, so. That's true. But if you're, running, if you're running IF top on a system, 
yeah. mean, wouldn't you know that you're running IF top, and so you would hit air? Like, I guess really, it's someone comes up behind you, and your screen's black, and they say, "Oh, what's on your screen?" and they hit enter or whatever. Uh-huh. They shouldn't do that. So basically, don't hit enter. Use an arrow key, F2, or print screen. And that's been my meaty, turgid, somewhat tempestuous tip. Tempestuous? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wow. intend for you to laugh at that. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't expect it like that. <laughs> okay. All right. And also, if you want to have, if you want to suggest something for a tip, please uh, write us at, uh, or just go to systemadministrator.com slash contact and come in our Discord and let us know or send us an email. That information's all there on that page. Yeah, you'll find everything at, at that at the contact Everything. Page. Everything is every, there. Every way you including can get in touch a, with us. Including lovely pictures of JTOM. Not on the contact page. But it's there. On the site. On the Yeah, it's on the about page. About the hosts. Right. Correct. Yeah. So and that being said, job? yeah. So I I wanted to talk about like troubleshooting process, but the problem I ran into was it varies so much depending on what you're troubleshooting. So I personally wanted to break it into like a, a little mini series, and where we can right, talk like, about like common. How do you troubleshoot a system not updating? Well, the first thing you check is like is var full. Or temple, or no? Know. I would, I would suggest that can you contact the mirror? But usually, that's pretty apparent from the output. Yeah, I mean, you would get four yeah. or four errors if it was. A... Yeah, or just refuse to connect, or depending on what the issue. Five hundred errors. But yeah, so that's. I think that's the direction I want. I want to go. I want to open it with SSH because it's ubiquitous and it's central to like every other sense of of troubleshooting. Yeah, you need to be able to SSH to be able to. Check uh, engine X logs or yeah, you know, reboot the system or whatever. So yeah, I think SSH mm-hmm. is good. We should do that. Okay. Even so, if Jathan's a whiny little butt about it. Yeah, are you going to be a whiny little butt about it, Jathan? Yes. Jathan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He said yeah. So to start with, I'm going to just flat out rattle some common issues that you have with SSH because that. That alone is like that you don't even waste time troubleshooting them because these are just quick, basic checks you can do at the beginning to, to make sure everything's set. I would check to make sure that if you're using PubKey Auth, PubKey Authentication, that you have all of your keys in your home directory slash dot SSH. They should be named with the default name set or you should be manually specifying them with the dash I command. So that's, you know... All true things. ID underscore, and then the algorithm. So ID underscore RSA, ID underscore ED25519, whatever. And you should also check to make sure that they are all owned by you, user and group, by your your primary group. We talked about primary groups last episode, so listen back on that if you don't know what it is. And that they are all octal mode, again, going back to last episode, 600. <laughs> Anything other than that, and you're liable to get an issue with your with your SSH client. It'll just say, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to do this." You know, depends on the distro, though. <laughs> no, I think every every distro will have strict modes enabled by default for SSH. Also, that usually shows up in bar log secure mm-hmm. locally. You know, you're you're talking about the authorized keys file. I'm talking about your own your your private keys. I'm not even there yet. Yeah, I'm talking about your own private keys. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> and then also make sure that your home directory is probably mode 700, 700. At least. Yeah, if not something more locked. Although you can't really go more locked down unless you make I prefer 500. Yeah, you can. You can do that. <laughs> that would be painful. And you, unless you disabled it, you'd get warning from Bash with every command that it couldn't write to the history file. But, you know, you do you, I guess, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> so we, we we set up some new rel servers and one of the platos guys was like yeah we're gonna do no exec at home it's like uh hold on uh we we literally can't do anything at that point then what, what are you talking about where do we think all your scripts run from like come yeah, on man that's, that was, that was <laughs> Maybe they just don't want you running scripts. Well, they don't, but that's oh, not even wow. the point. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, wait, wait a minute. Come on. <laughs> so 
I mean, that, that'd be one way to enforce that, I guess, but that's probably not what you want. Right. So, yeah, so the client side, check those first. And then do an, when you try to connect SSH-VV, 1V is, is usually useless. 2Vs, 90% of the time, is going to get what you need. I do at least 6Vs, just saying. I don't think it matters at all above 3 It, or four. it matters. It, it matters. No. I have to doesn't. have all... I, I do six, seven, or even eight Vs sometimes. It, no, it, there, there is a limit to... Oh, you're fucking with me. I see. It stops at three. Three? Yeah, that's what I thought. I so, have yeah. used like five or six Vs, though, to do that, because I'm just like, fuck this! V, 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 V! Yeah, that's what I do. I, I just <laughs> slam the, the V key a bunch of times, and it ends up being like five or six. But it doesn't... Yeah, so here in the main page, yeah, the maximum is three. So, yeah. But most of the time, two is going to get you what you want. And anything at the three level, nine times out of ten, you're not going to need. So stick with two Vs if you need to debug. And then make sure you actually read the thing, because it'll probably tell you exactly what's wrong. A common issue that Jathan jumped into, but it, it, we weren't quite there yet, is the SSH daemon on the target you're trying to SSH into. That, if strict mode is enabled, it will require mode 700 on the home directory of the user you're trying to SSH as. It will require 700 on the .ssh directory within the home directory of that user. And it will require that the authorized keys files has mode 600. Or 400, you know. But yeah. One of the two. I think it might actually be able to be lower since it, it forks off as the user. You may get away with like 200 or 000, but... I wouldn't do it though. Oh no, 200's right. What am I thinking of? Zero, 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 rather, would be I wouldn't do more that. restricted would be bad. than 400. But yeah, stick with 400 or preferably 600 so they can change their own keys, you know. And the, as he did mention, Varlog Secure or, you know, sometimes write in journal D, journal CTL dash U S S H D dash E will tell you what's happening there. It all depends on what the distro has their logging configured as, but on Red Hat likes at the very least, and probably Debian's, Varlog Secure is going to be where you're going to be looking for those failures. And it will straight up tell you, you know, your hey, your perms are wrong, or it's owned by the wrong user, if that's the case. The downside of that is it does require a connection to the target server. So before you start, you know, futzing around with auth, make sure you have, you keep a uh, SSH session already open throughout the whole thing so you can poke around, or you have like a IP KVM thing set up, something like that. Other common issues are Hey, have either of you gotten the connection reset by peer message? Yes. Plenty. Do you know what that is? Depends. Mostly, it's an anti-DDoS measure. Typically, if there's like a a FortiGate, like a FortiNet FortiGate in front of it, Mm -hmm. and your machine is behind that protection, it will, not always, but it does have a good chance of getting the connection reset. You can also see that when you're doing proxying with SSH. Yeah, yeah. If the, if the proxy doesn't have access to the, the target, I believe, then you'll get that. You also see it with a deny hosts. And I think a fail to ban can do it too. Yeah. But I know I've seen it with deny hosts. Now, deny hosts isn't really that popular anymore. I think it's still supported, and I don't think it's considered obsolete, but it, by all means and purposes, it. It's obsolete. You know, fail to ban's so much better, so the usage of deny hosts has kind of fallen by the wayside. But it was essentially a way to rate limit SSH connections back in the day. Or just to outright prevent them without firewalling the port. So that is a very common reason. Those two things, either software prevention, or some sort of prevention software getting in the way, or an actual network disruption that's by design. Those are Mm -hmm. typically what's going to be causing those connection reset by peer messages. Can you guys think of any other common error messages that happen with with SSH? When you're working in a really crappy old environment, you can get key exchange. Oh, Mm. God. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. What is that? Yes. That one's annoying. I hate that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Typically, that happens when when the CACs, the key exchange, is mismatched between the client and server. Yeah, so if your server is requiring a really strict cipher, your client doesn't support, mm. or if the server is requiring a really old one that your client doesn't support, which in my experience, that's more common. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or if you like, I think with OpenWT, I don't know if they fixed it, but Drop Air only had a very limited of older ciphers that it supported. It didn't support any of the newer ones. So you had to manually specify an older one because it was dropped from the default cipher set. Now, if you use SSH secure, you're much more likely to run into this. Yeah. So do keep that in mind. Right. You can override ciphers on your client side to use per host. I think you can do it on the server per per client host too, but I'd, I'd have to check. I think so. But yeah, the man page will tell you how to do that. It's in your .ssh slash config file is where you can set that up. But yeah, that is a good mention there. Again, as Jathan mentioned, you usually see that with older hosts. And if you get like close enough versions between the server and host and client, rather, it's not too much an issue because the SSH protocol or well, design specification, we'll say, because it's, it's more than just a protocol, but the design specification of OpenSSH specifies that the strongest should be tried on both the service, server and client. So usually you'll find a matching algorithm, that a matching cipher that, that matches up well. Sometimes you won't. So that yeah, that it's good mention. Good to mention that. There's another one that RHEL does, and while it's rebooting, it will say, "This system is being rebooted. And you don't have the." I'm paraphrasing. You don't have the proper permissions to log in at this time. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of RHEL, SE Linux for authorized keys and key files you generate. SE Linux is rage-inducing in troubleshooting everything. It is. It, but you know what? I've come to it's terms. It's a good thing. I think it's worth it. It's worth the time and effort and frustration. Because the amount of stuff it, pro- it protects against actually makes you worry a lot less about other stuff. So it's definitely a good investment to make on your systems. Oh, I agree. It's just sometimes you have a system like in an environment where you don't use SE Linux all the time. You have that one system that does. Mm. something's not working you forget that se linux is on and it turns out that's the whole thing in that case though you should always be able to see the bar log bar log audit bar log audit on rel systems anyway yeah or i think does susa have se linux or does Uh, it use i have no idea yes it does wait a minute wait a minute you're checking yes okay yes it does i'm confident that it does Okay. I'm confident that it does. Yes, it does. It, it okay. Does. Yeah. So if you're if you're using SUSE, it's probably the same location there. I would assume. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are. It's good to every once in a while. You know, if you're running into an issue and you can't figure it out, it's like my perms look fine. Check your SE Linux contexts because that will prevent SSH if you have SE Linux enabled. And, you know, it's a really easy thing to forget, especially on your authorized keys file if you, like, download one from the web or use external provisioning for that, as most people do. Or maybe not most, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Sorry, what was the thing you were saying with Rel? So if you reboot the box and you try to log in while it's rebooting, it will give you a message saying that the box is being rebooted and you don't have the proper permissions to log in. It's like an Etsy no login kind of, sort of. Oh. It's kind of that's a policy kit thing. That's... I've never seen that before. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that might be a policy kit thing. It but might be. Yeah, I guess. I don't know how that, what that has to do with SSH. But yeah, oh. I'm just saying, when you to... SSH to it, it does that if it's being rebooted. That's all. That's all. Got I mean, it, got it, got it. Okay, so if you see that you message. You asked about messages that you see from SSH, right, and I was, right, you know. It's your fault. It's my fault. It's always Jayvon's <laughs> fault, though. It's Jaython's fault. Yeah, so I guess if you're on Rel and you see that message, it is kind of self-explanatory, but it it is mm-hmm. you know that's what that means. Right. It's also atypical, though. Yeah, it, I don't. Well, sure. I mean, I I haven't seen it before, so I don't know. I think I, I do recall. I know what he's talking about. I know I've seen it. I just don't remember where or what context I've seen it. So, what does uh, SSH tell you if your password expired? You know, I have no idea. That's Jesus. a good question. I think you get permission denied. And it says permission denied keyboard off or something like that. Or whatever the... No, that's if you're if you're trying to pass a bad key. It says permission denied methods to try next keyboard authentic or keyboard interactive. But that's... Oh, or KBD yeah. Interactive. Yeah, keyboard, keyboard, Assuming key, you have, KBD interactive. Yeah. yeah. 
assuming you have keyboard interactive even enabled on your client, which I think I mm-hmm. don't in SSH secure. I think I disable that. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of obsolete. So there's no real reason to have it enabled if you have password enabled and so on and so forth. Anyways, do you guys know what the keyboard interactive is? I, I don't know off the top of my head, no. I don't know what you're asking. So it's more or less password authentication, but it requires interactive typing of the password. So things like expect, an expect script would not work. And I don't know how exactly it does it, but I would imagine it does like some kind of metric on like how frequently keys are being typed or something like that. But yeah, it, okay. it requires actually typing your keyboard, your password in rather than providing it for password lock. I don't think I've ever seen a single system that has it use you know almost all of them have it enabled but they don't they don't use it they don't enforce it so right, right right i would be curious to see how it behaves differently from password so if anyone out there is using keyboard uh, interactive authentication let us know and let us know what your experiences are with that but yeah that is a good question i have no idea what a user's password being expired looks like yeah i don't either to be totally honest it's never happened because i never expire users i just lock them or unlock them yeah same Mm. We have an issue where servers are set up and they have the user gets expired on it. And it's frustrating because the error message is not, it's basically permission denied KVD interactive, like you said. And then, you know, you're like, why the hell can't I get on this box? And then one of the other admins is like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're expired. It's like, well, what the fuck? (laughs) Because we use Kerberos for, you know, Mm. for everything. So there shouldn't be a local account to expire, you know. Yeah, but the password can still expire. Your Kerberos password, yes. You shouldn't have a local account to... You shouldn't have a local anything to expire. Like a local account, yes, but not a local password. No. Yeah, but it's the account that actually has an expiration on it. It's not the password. You can do both. I mean... I understand that. What I'm saying is we don't... We're not supposed to have accounts that expire. We use Kerberos to expire accounts. So if an account is expired, we fix it and then go from there. So that it's not expired anymore. You guys keep talking about SSH issues that are... Oh, here's one. The authenticity of host, yada, 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 can't be established. Fingerprint is yada, yada, yada. Are you sure you want to continue connecting? It's an easy one. You guys know what that means? What's that? Uh, It means you either haven't accepted the host key or it's gotten changed. No, it's a different message if it gets changed. Wait, wait, wait. What was was the message? If it gets changed, it yells at you pretty... Yeah. In capital letters, even, I think. Yes. What, what, With exclamation what was points. I'll paste it for you. Pete. Oh, okay. So if you SSH to a host for the first time, it will give you this message prompting for yeah. a yes or no. You've gotta, yeah. You've got to accept it. Right. No. It wants you to verify the host. Or key. maybe yeah. a fingerprint. Depending on newer versions of SSH clients have the fingerprint option. Yeah. And that, that will just show the host key's fingerprint. Yeah. I see that all the time because we have to reset some of those host keys. Mm, okay. And oh my god, like I, I, yeah, I see that all the time, and I have to, I have to fix that all the time too. So, so yeah, so there's a couple different ways of doing that, and I'll, I'll put this in the show notes because these are are text, you know. And I, my favorite is when it's like, beware, a man in the middle attack ah, may be occurring. That's what Jathan was talking about. That's if the host key changes. <laughs> yes. Right. So I relative to what you have stored that. on your system. Right. 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 Oh. So we'll, I'll paste that in the show notes too. Yeah, absolutely uh, do that. But because that's that's my that's that's the one that I can't stand. When that happens, I'm just like, mother. Oh, it's easy to fix though. That's oh, I know it's easy to fix. S H dash keygen dash capital R, and then the right. host name you're trying to yeah. Right, and that will it's remove an easy the fix, host but name. yeah. Assuming you know you were expecting a host key change, don't just do that every time. No, you should do it every time. It's no, fine. Don't, I don't. No, it's fine. I promise. The other way is you could also do ssh-o strict host key checking equals no, I believe. And that will... Yeah, that's correct. It's dumb, but it's correct, yeah. It'll it'll let yeah. you connect, <laughs> but it completely foregoes that fingerprint checking. And you don't want to do that. So, yeah, so y- you guys keep coming up with more ssh common problems. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, meanwhile, create a test user here and lock it and see what the message is. Okay, probably a good idea, because it's annoying when it happens. Jathan, how many Vs do you put in when, you try to, when you're trying to troubleshoot SSH? I usually go straight to three, but that's because I've done it enough that the output isn't, like, daunting to me. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's just like accepted key, transferred key, blah blah blah, and then it's like the very bottom. The other it's thing like, error is <laughs> if you're working on a system that has networked home directories like NFS backed home directories, mm-hmm. yeah. and the NFS mount drops out, oh, because you don't have keys. a password to fall back to, right? It can't read the keys. That one takes a really long time till anything happens. Yeah, and then usually you just get fails. To, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually know what that error is anymore. Failed. I should know. That'd probably be a permission denied. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. We had an issue where Puppet would, on a couple servers, it would run, it would do something, it would go into no-op mode, basically. Or and it would lock, I, I'm not sure what it was doing, or what it's doing, but you couldn't SSH to the box. It would just, it would say SSH disconnected with the IP address. And every time you tried to SSH to it, you couldn't do it. You had to go in locally through the, through VMware and run Puppet in no op mode, and then it would let you SSH. Like I, to this day, I still have no idea what it's doing to do that, but it's frustrating. It's only like three boxes, so it's it's not a hard fix. As long as you run Puppet no op before you log out of the box, you're fine. Hmm. But that's the issue that I run into. But again, that's SLES, and you know, I mean, a lot of this shit's fucking fixed in RHEL, so. You know, like I, I just can't wait to get off of a fifteen-year-old OS. You know, right, right. I mean, these rail boxes come up so much faster. They're because System D just boots everything all at once. You know, instead of one at a time. Hmm. And we have a user that requires SSH to be able to log in, and it does checks and runs scripts and things like that. And basically, it's like a health monitoring tool, but not really health monitoring. And when that gets locked out, it's it's a real pain in the butt. You have to go in. You have to start the agent. So like it runs off of certain boxes, and you have to start the agent on those boxes, or you're not getting anywhere with them. And then if it gets locked out of that box uh, of the box it's trying to connect to, like you, it's just it's just a pain. Like there's so many different things we could be doing, but we're not. I digress. Jayton, say like something. Jayton, talk. What do you Your turn. To say? Anything. Talk. It's your I've turn. been the one filling dead air, man. Come on. Well, I don't have any more, like, wild troubleshooting tips. Well, I don't know about wild. Say so, that. come up with something, then. What's the what's something you've experienced with SSH? Tell us about the time you logged in as root I, on a box when you didn't mean to. Like, come on, man. But what is That has nothing to do with troubleshooting. Right. Also, I wouldn't be able to log in as root if I wasn't supposed to. Okay. What are you, what are you saying? I gave you mine. The NFS thing is an outlier that I thought of in my day-to-day, but, I mean, we're talking about a single service here. I think we've covered it. Well, Brent is doing something, so we're trying to fill the air yeah, while he yeah. does something. I'm Jesus Christ, to... did you did you not hear? Did you not get the memo? Did you get the memo? I can't be the only one talking right now. This is, this is, nobody's going to listen to me just talking. Yeah. Rambling. Ramble on. I can start talking about my turgid tip. Yeah, Jay, though. Jathan, do you want to see my turgid tip? Do you, Jathan? Jathan. 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 Hey, Jathan. Hey, Jathan. Are, are you there, Jathan? Are you alive? He did tell us that he was going to be in kind of a shitty, shitty mood. So yeah, I'm not playing into your antics. You're not playing into our antics, but you just did. Jathan, no. what? What else? What other? Ah. <sighs> What other issues have you encountered using SSH? He doesn't know. You know I really haven't. Because you've you've used a lot of you SSH in a lot of servers with different SSH daemons, like Solaris or whatever. Yeah, tell us about Solaris. The key exchange thing is the biggest thing, but I mean, most of it just kind of it's the same errors and shit. Hmm. I mean, you have older, you know, hosts might not support like ED two five five one nine, for example, but they just give a typical error, like. It's not accepting your RSA key or whatever, and then it doesn't let you log in. It's permission denied. So mm. interesting. Okay, yeah. So if you if you try to SSH in with an expired account, sorry that took so long. Mm-hmm. I forgot That's I fine. set up all these <laughs> all these strict security lockdowns for SSH on that VM. It says Jeez. your account has expired. Please contact your system administrator, Weird. and then it just closes the connection. Connection closed I've never... by server. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so it, it does prompt you for a password, but yeah, it doesn't, it'll prompt it doesn't you for actually a password, off. but it won't, it won't yeah. let you in. Yeah, I know that yeah. much. Although I am curious what happens if you lock an account. 
it will prompt you if you have Kerberos. It will say you need to change your Kerberos password. We've caught people with that several times. Mm. Oh, it actually Whoa. gets like a specific Kerberos, like a yeah. Kerberos specific yeah. message. Interesting. You'll log in and it'll say it won't let you in. It'll say you need to change your password. So people try to change their password and they try to log back in again and it doesn't work. And it's like, hey, what's going on, guys? And we're like, you're locked out. Hold on. And then mm. we have to fix their Kerberos. Well, no, no, we shouldn't have to fix their Kerberos. Because it, it didn't actually do anything. But I, I, anyway, it's one of those things you you do that, you're like, what the hell? You know, why am I changing my curb 300 times? Mm-hmm. And then we go from there. Uh, I have your IP address. I'm going to DDoS you now. We can we can all get each other's IP addresses. <laughs> no, it doesn't I, really. I, I already have Brent's your, printer. I've got your, no, I've got you your personal one here. A 10 dot. I've got it. <laughs> so, I guess, we'll see, I guess we hear something funny. Yes. So, for this test user, I just set the password to R, like <laughs> okay. the, the single letter R. It's it's in a VM lab, so it's you know it's locked down. But like, because I'm deleting this user since I'm done. Uh, right. And it says bad oh, password. Husband. The password is a palindrome. <laughs> I didn't know you could have a single letter palindrome. Although I guess what? technically every That's single funny. letter is a palindrome. I'm honestly curious if, by definition, it actually is, or if we have to submit a bug report. What? It, what? what do you mean? Like, what? is one single character considered a palindrome? Uh, That's interesting. Because I, I, if, by definition, it's not, I swear to God, I'll call somebody. You better call I, somebody. I, Jathan, how have you lost 231 packets? Yeah, Jathan. I mean, my internet is shit. Okay. So. Okay. I don't know how to change the expiration date. CHH-D- uh, um, and then whatever value you want to put. And then use Oh, name. CHH? Yeah. I do dash D-1. Dash that sets uh, everything to negative 1, which uh, unlocks it permanently. See, I know how to do it in the shadow file. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I remove the expiration? Yeah. CHH-D-1 dash and then username. That will... Oh, negate oh, oh, out oh, oh. the. That'll make it negative be, ones, and so that means it's permanent. It's it can oh, never be, oh, unless you have an it expires expire. on it. I see. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. All right. Right. No, it's my account is expired. It still says my account has expired, Caden. It's fucked. It's all fucked. Chh dash l username and what's the mm-hmm. last password change? Is uh-huh. uh today. Nothing right apparently. It's it's the Unix epoch. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Expires never. Inactive never. Okay. Account expires January first, twenty twenty one. So I don't think it's okay, a password so expiration. It's an account expiration. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's not actually a password. So it's completely decoupled from external auth. You can expire an account, but the password could be perfectly valid in LDAP or Kerberos. Right. But right. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't. How do you unexpire an account rather than? Because I'm doing this with this is regular Pam Shadow stuff. You should just be able to the chh d one. I did that. Should uh, right? It should unlock and the account. No, it didn't. Because now, there's a, a command for this, lock. but I'm pretty sure it's. Um, oh man, I don't remember honestly. Right? Because we never have to do this. No, we never do this. Just not a thing that happens. Hmm. Well, now you got me wondering. Yeah, oh, right? Sorry, it's a good exercise in very old school Unix systems administration. Yeah. Guys, can, Basically. can you imagine people used to actually have to use this shit? They couldn't just set a field on LDAP or unset it? So in Unix or in AIX, it's ch user unsuccessful login count equals zero username. Oh, there is no ch user in well, that's AIX. That's you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to I'm just going to add this shadow file and do it there. Shit, man. Oh, fail lock? Have you tried fail lock? Fail lock dash reset? Fail lock? Fail lock? F-A-I-L-L-O-C-K? Oh, holy shit. That is a thing. Yeah, motherfucker. What do you think I said? Fail lock user. Check the zero. Check Etsy Shadow and you can remove zero slash 63. That might. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was going to do next. Yeah. Because I know how to do it by hand, but. Yeah. uh, No, that was not it. No, I think that's bad. Ex- bad Weird. password lockouts Weird. Weird. for fail lock. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've mul- if you logged in like multiple times, that will. Uh, I guess you just have to do it manually through Shadow, huh? I think so. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a way. You think? Well, then tell us what it is there. Yeah, what one. is it? What is it? Jay? Well, Jaython. You know what this? I don't know what this tells me. I need to reread the Pink Book. Yeah, the that's Pink what Book I would, would say. say. You do. The Pink Book would tell us. It would say. Oh wow! This nope, never mind. You... It still thinks my account is expired even after editing Shadow. <laughs> All right, well, you I somehow me? just boned this user. Glad I didn't wow. do that on my real machine. <laughs> Good job there. <laughs> That's what VMs are for. That's what test users are for. <laughs> that too. Yeah. So I'll put it in the show notes how I actually fixed that. But please do, because I'm curious to know how you did it. Yeah, I should. I should get back to talking about this. I, I wasted and, and also hmm. another tip for you people there: write down the commands you run and give them a nifty title. And save them somewhere that you can access. OneNote's right. good. Some open source is that, good. I read all mine is in good. Bash history. Yeah, Bash history. That's perfect. Because that's what you're using, Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I do have my Bash history set up to timestamp every command too. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, my point is, you know, like I have notes, like you know, to run this particular command or to fix this particular issue, run this command. So yeah, you can put in your bash history, but you're not gonna you're not gonna remember what did this command do, you know? So like I like to put like to restart tripwire. This is the command to restart tripwire because it's some weird bin file that doesn't say tripwire anywhere in it, mm-hmm. you know. So that that's all. That's all I'm saying. Like put it in a you know whatever you need to use. Put it in whatever you need to use, but be able to copy and paste and, and then be able to search it. Like that's that's beneficial, right? You know. Right, right, so right. So that's Payton's right. second tip of the of the episode. Better than Jathan's fifteen clams. Yeah, Jathan, if I have 27. ten failed login attempts and 20, five successful ones, how many log entries is that? Twelve. Hey, we had scallops for Valentine's Day. That's fantastic. Did you answer his question? No, he didn't. Yeah. I wasn't listening. If I have <laughs> ten oh fuck. If I have ten failed login attempts <laughs> and five successful ones, how many log entries is that? If the log were clams. 16. I guess it'd be 15. 22. Yeah, how many in clams, though? 15 clams. There you go. Jathan, why don't you tell us your 15 clams? What is this, a math test? You forgot your unit, so okay. I gave you a zero. Uh, yes. Fuck middle school. Yes. Or fifth grade or whenever that was. <laughs> I literally remember it was the first test I ever failed when I was back in grade school. It was a test about area calculating the area of different shapes uh uh-huh. and i didn't put the fucking like inches squared on all of them i just put inches and she the teacher marked every single one wrong and i took it home to my mom i got like a 40 percent i was just bawling oh, my eyes i'd out. be so fucking mad because it was all of the right numbers but i just you know mm. well no, they, apparently crying. they weren't the right numbers because you got it wrong were. no it was wrong you, units. you didn't you didn't you right just because you have the right numbers in there doesn't mean you have the right units yeah. Okay, inches well, versus anyway, square inches. Used, have you guys ever used aid? I don't yeah. think we've ever talked about aid. What on this the fuck is aid? What is aid? It's it's a yeah. it's an intrusion detection, I think, right? Or are you talking about kind the hardware of. profiler? No, I am okay. talking about the intrusion detection, if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't explicitly call it intrusion detection, but yeah. So recently, I have had an experience using aid and in particular what i used it for is i had to this was completely not related to work this was a personal thing i had to give somebody access to a box Mm -hmm. and i've actually done this in the past with brent like i gave him access to something and he being the very responsible human that he is he just made a git repo out of etsy and he was like this way you can see everything i've changed Mm -hmm. which granted he could still manipulate that so it was you know lying to me if he really wanted to i mostly did yeah i mean if i really wanted to do something nefarious there are ways around that but i mostly wanted to do that so you have some kind of change tracking to right yeah see what yeah. was changed but right. anyway so that was something i picked up from brent way back in the day that i have since started doing myself if i'm working on a box for somebody i basically make a git repo out of etsy or whatever mm-hmm. and i keep track of changes that way so they can see exactly basically what i did mm-hmm Anyway, moral of the story here is <laughs> just don't push that. I recently, by the way, yeah, that's where obviously, you get no remote. <laughs> it's just a local get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no remotes, no remotes. But I recently had to give somebody access to a box, and I was really nervous about it because 
I could have obviously given them more restrictive, you know, ACLs to access what they needed or, you know, a better pseudo file that was a better configuration, you know, long term these be good. But this was kind of like a quick and dirty thing in the moment, uh, like I needed this working. And I was like, well, how can I just double check that they haven't changed anything, you know, like in opt or whatever. And in fact, actually, they were working in opt for a piece of software they were installing. And I wanted to make sure they weren't really changing anything in, you know, Etsy or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I was going to use aid. So basically what aid does is it crawls a directory or a set of directories and it generates checksums for all of the files, or you can have it work based on, you know, timestamps or whatever, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. And it will, you can run it then again, like a subsequent sort of aid check, and it will tell you if anything has changed. And so I did this before I gave this person access. It's basically like a much simpler, less configurable version of mTree. BSD's mTree. But also mTree doesn't have like a check built in. It does. It really does. It does. Does it though? It does. Yeah, you can save the spec to a file and then compare the file against the live contents. I don't know enough about mTree to say that it's like the same or not. So I don't know. I am of the opinion that mTree gives you more power, but... Yeah, uh, I yeah. I don't really honestly know that. So anyway, I did use it for this successfully. You know, I was able to run it again after the person was done with my machine, and I was able to verify they didn't touch anything in Etsy or whatever. Mm-hmm. The things that did change, you know, I was able to clearly identify. So I still took, I still had aid catalog the opt and their home directory so that I could see exactly what changed after they were done. And it was a pretty good use. So it's something I'd recommend, you know, in that type of scenario, but also it could be like a very, I don't want to say janky, but like a, a very basic IDS. And you can very easily set up an alert around it or something because yeah. the check command will just exit non-zero if it found something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know that I would start running it on my personal boxes regularly or anything, but something I've just been playing with and might look into some more creative uses for. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is that- use signal, use <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's basically it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's good. Like it. Yeah. Good job, Jacob. Yeah. Thanks, man. Wow. I don't know. Where do I get mTree for Linux? Like, can I install it on Red Hat? Will that work? Yeah. What I the don't hell? Of course you can. If Red Hat has a version of someone built a package for it, I personally have a package in the AUR for Arch called NMTree for NetBSD, uh-huh. NetBSD mTree. Because it's it's the newest, most updated one. I think all the other BSDs switch to it, and that runs on Linux. So if you're on Arch, you're in luck. You can just install NMTree from the AUR, and and there you go. It's a very yeah. Small... But what if I'm not not on? If you're not on, you uh, that depends on the distro, I would imagine. Well, I'm just saying, like I would need something that would work on Arch and also CentOS. I think I did implement it in Python, and it's like NetBS. It generates NetBSD. NetBSD. Did you say it was MMTree or NMTree? N is in Nancy, M is in Mary. M is in Nancy? <laughs> okay, I'll return. What is the uh, N? What is the NATO phonetic alphabet N? Um, Pending should know this one. November. Yeah, probably. November. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Tweet, yeah. lead, lead, tweet. So uh, I do have tweet, a Python tweet. implementation of that, I think in Optools, maybe, somewhere. How long would it take to run on your whole system? Uh, a long time. If, if if you have the checksumming enabled, you can disable checksumming. And then it's just what? Oh, I don't time? know. I mean, it obviously depends on how many files you have. But yeah, I mean, it's it's really configurable. You can, you can tell it exactly what you want in the spec. And when it reads back, when it reads in a spec to compare. Right. It's smart enough to know that okay, only this data point was tracked. You know, it doesn't compl- it doesn't try to do a check against a, a data point that isn't there. Right. I think the defaults are permissions, like the modes, ownerships, mm-hmm. end time, and MD five of the file. But I'd have to check. I'm not one hundred percent certain on those. Okay. Well. Yeah, I would need it to work on CentOS, but I am spinning up a... Do you want to write it in Golang? Well, so here's the thing. is, I actually... Uh-huh. I was thinking about writing some kind of exporter for Prometheus. Okay. 
So you could see basically export the metrics, like how many files have been changed in the last 24 hours. Mm. And then maybe finding a way to sort of quantify what types of changes, but more importantly, just like, you know, how many, like has an entire directory changed, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was thinking about doing this around eight, but if there's a better option with... I mean, it's going to be slow as shit if you're doing checksums for both, for either. That's where the real bottleneck is. Yeah. And that also depends on which checksum algo you use, which hashing algo. Yep. I'd probably just use MD5. Yeah. MD5 or SHA-1, both are about the same in terms of speed. Yeah. I think SHA-1 would be a little bit faster, but MD5 probably has wider compat. Couldn't install because I didn't accept your uh, keys there, Brontosaurus. Well, then you should accept the keys. I did, dicknut. I mean, what? Yeah, so I mean, the most basic check would very obviously just be, is it exiting one or zero, right? Like the aid check built in. Right. And then just having Prometheus monitor that one or zero. But I was thinking of something that could maybe do a little bit more than that. Like report which files. Yeah, or or even just at the very least, like when's the last time it actually updated the database? When's the last time it ran? For the files that it is talking about, when were they changed? Mm -hmm. And I can explain a little bit more of my use case for this after we're done. Yeah. Yeah, you can can do that. I don't... I mean, parsing it is really easy because it's very consistent. It has very clear, like, at least for entry. I, I, I forget what the aid spec looks like. But for entry, it's very consistent. It's super easy to parse. It's, I mean, you can do it with a regex, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot. It's worth a try. If you want to invest that time, you know. Well, I've got to make sure that there's some people who don't access some things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Well, that may, I mean, really, like, just set up, like, Tripwire or something. Like that. <sighs> Like, I don't want to learn. <laughs> like, that sounds bad. That sounds bad. But I just I just need something that works for this use case for a couple of months, maybe. Uh-huh. In general, I think what I'm looking for is, like, I need a solution that will tell me if somebody's exfiltrating things or changing mm-hmm. things widely. Mm-hmm. If you catch my drift. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. Hey, you're. Uh, you're there are you're, other ones. Oh, we should do an episode on this. Like your project so updates are, are from 2017, by the way. Yeah, I stopped writing updates for that because I'm lazy and I'd rather just push that godforsaken thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're godforsaken. Uh, fuck that shit. By the way, Jay thought he likes Golang. Uh, uh, how do you like Golang? I don't. Why not? He's lying to you. No. No, I don't. I don't like it at all because it, it creates more problems than it claims to solve. What? Yeah, I just you're full of shit. No, I'm not. I went over this, Jathan. You you still can't tell me how to do new methods on types. Yeah, I didn't understand that, but it was the middle of the workday also, and I was not trying middle to. Middle of the workday. Yeah, no. You know why you can't? You know why you can't explain to me, Jathan? Forget your excuses. It's because GoLang doesn't let you. It's impossible. Yeah. What a trash language. It's terrible. I shouldn't have to learn an entirely new development like paradigm for something that claims to be like, oh, if you're if you're used to OOP, you'll love Golang. No, <laughs> no, I don't think Golang's ever said that. It, Golang is Golang. Not dick suckers do not Golang. Not dick suckers. What the fuck? Uh, Golang is not object oriented. It's oh, not. Goddamn. But it acts. So that would but be it acts like point. it is with interfaces. No. You can't even assign methods to interfaces, Jathan. It's trash. Okay. Okay. It's trash. Trash. Mm, they trash. they made up all this bullshit and they cut out all the useful stuff is what they did. Mm. If you're listening and you like Golang, stop. He's not sorry. Yeah, I'm not sorry. Fight me. Cuz he's Fight me, IRL. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me, IRL. <laughs> I DGAF. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. So anyway, <laughs> anyways, Jathan, I thought Aid had like a, a client server thing where you could push your yeah, Jathan, your specs to it. it. Might, dude. I literally, I've done a bare minimum here. I've done some testing with like a local instance of Aid only. Okay. Well, if it does do that, because then that's gonna, I would like try and skip all that like Prometheus nonsense. 
Well, the problem is... What? What? What is the problem? I don't know, know, man. I don't know. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just... You know what I miss? Don't ask questions. I miss Osiris. Osiris is pretty good. It was really simple. It was a really good the integrity hell is Osiris? It, it's an, It was another integrity checker, but it had really solid client server design. Huh. I miss it. That sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's dead. It hasn't been updated in like maybe a decade. But it was okay, really so it's cool. before my time. It's before your time, yeah. Of being like really. I mean, yeah, to be sad. honest, though, your time was pretty recently, so, you know. I mean, relatively, maybe. It's all subjective, isn't it? I guess so. Um, maybe. We're at like an hour and eight minutes in the yeah, raw. Yeah, we, we should probably we close should, this we out, should huh? Close this bad yeah. boy Does anyone out. have any closing thoughts about SSH troubleshooting? Or... If you're don't having, do it. If Just don't use SSH. Yeah, yeah. Fuck SSH. Use Telnet. Use Telnet. Just use Telnet. Just use Telnet. It's fine. Don't use Telnet. Don't use... You guys are giving terrible Please use Telnet. No. On port 23, even. Nope. Yes. Mm, Open that FTP it. port way up. Don't do it. Stay you on should target. Do it. You Stay should on do it. Target. All right. What are you in about, Jathan? He doesn't no. know. He's just typing loudly. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Jathan, well, I'm going to come to your house and lube your Mac switches so that you can't type that loud or fast anymore. My, my what? Your I don't Mac think he's on his Mac. Keyboard. You're on your ThinkPad, aren't you? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He's still on his Mac, I guarantee it. What? <laughs> He's still using he's, it. He's you hacked, can literally, I'm Mumble pretty sure from. Mumble will tell you what my client oh, is. Oh, that's true. Well, it will tell you the hardware. It will tell you the, but it'll OS. Tell you the OS. Yeah, it will tell okay, you the OS. Well, it's not going to be Mac OS. His certificate OS. is Mumble user, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's the default from the wizard, I guess. It is. Okay. Well, well, why don't you have your email up. address in there like Brent and I do? Yeah, Jathan. Jesus. Because... If you want to email me, get you on our fucking app. level, man. What the yeah, hell? Jay-Thon. And you're also a, a version behind both of us. Yeah, what the Jay-Thon. hell? What was the you last update? Oh your box? Box? Pac- Pac-Man update? You and you, you're losing packets. I mean, you've lost 275 packets this whole time. You're like, bringing oh, us all down, Jathan. Listen, 275. That's atrocious. It is atrocious. <laughs> and 36 resyncs. I mean, come on. Jeez, what are we? What are you doing here? We're using Discord for now. <laughs> Two seconds to send a message. I'm sure the voice is fine. Discord's oh, I'm fine. curious now to Discord's see how their voice is doing. Well, we can hop in Discord voice after this. Okay. Yeah, we sure. Can, and we'll yeah. hang out. Yeah. Sounds and good. I'll tell you about my problems. Okay. Sure. We want to hear all about them. All right. This has been Sister Menace Trivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Pete. That was so aggressive. See you around.